Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. Finally, happy to bring you guys uh, this, I want to say, much anticipated interview um, with uh, no stranger to the podcast, though, ironically enough, Andrew Ketchum. Andrew, uh, finally made it happen, man. Thanks for hopping on. And um, yeah, we made it, man. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It's nice to uh, to be able to talk instead of be talked about. So Yeah, I figured fun. you might want to defend yourself, but uh <laughs> Most of the stuff we've talked about, if you've not heard, seems to be pretty good. I mean, you're you're a terrifying guy, you know, big deal. But uh, hopefully we can kind of unearth some of that and find out more about you. But uh, shoot, man, I don't even know where to begin. Let's just start with the first question. Like, what got you into dodgeball? Uh, so I had, I had been sort of immobile for a couple of years. Um, I had two knee surgeries in high school uh, that sort of stopped my basketball career from going anywhere or really doing anything um and so i i was in a wheelchair for my senior year of high school uh because from from one knee surgery and then going right into the next knee surgery and the other knee not being strong enough to support the other one so i was pretty immobile for a while uh and then one of my buddies was like hey there's this trampoline park um like we go, we all go here. That was kind of like the thing in our at in high school. Like Wednesday nights, they had a big deal. They had a do- like a big dodgeball night, like for high schools. Um, so about a, I think it was a year after high school or something, I started going to these because like my knees had my knees were kind of healed again, I quote unquote healed. Um, but they could handle a trampoline, huh. and so I started playing with cloth balls. I love cloth balls Gross. and I'm ready for all the hate for saying that, <laughs> but I love cloth balls. Uh, it was, they were the, the ones they had, they always had nice new ones. Cause you know, it was like a company. Um, and that's how, this is how I met Nick Factorin. Okay. Because Factorin was the manager there. Um, and so eventually I spent pretty much every Friday and Saturday night there. Cause I just loved playing dodgeball. I like I had so much fun. My like friends would go there. Uh, like we had pretty much like two tournament teams that would basically go every Friday and Saturday night. Because uh, it was at one point they were sort of just like you guys can just come in and play. Like Nick Nick made passes Nick made passes appear and dollar signs disappear is the best way to describe it. So okay. we sort of just would would come in and play. And he was always just super nice to us because he, like, you know, we, we brought people in, like, people would come play, people would come play against us. Like, sometimes we would do, like, they would do, like, a big challenge and it would be, like, three of us on 25 people or something. So it, they, they saw that it was funny, but that's where I sort of gained my love for dodgeball. Hmm. Um, and then from there, I, I went to a, or they started doing a no-sting league there. Um, which was a part of NLA, which I don't know if they still do dodgeball, but when they did, it was, I, that was, that was what sort of got me to that next step. Then I went to, then we had a tournament at, at the OC fair, uh, which was the first time that I met Vince, Nate and all those guys. Um, okay. that's why he said we, OC fair on the, on the thread. Oh, no, he's talking about oh, a different nice. OC fair, which oh, gotcha. I won't get into. Gotcha, okay. But, um, but yeah, so we met there. We started talking about dodgeball. Um, they, you know, they were like, hey, you're 
pretty good. Like you should try to come to this. I think and I, I want to say, I want to say NL, uh, NDL was like two weeks out or something. Vince is like, come down, try to like, we'll find you a team. Um, and then I went to my first NDL tournament what and the? I played on pimp hand. Really? Yep. What year was and this? This was a long time. I like it's a long time now. Like, um, it's gotta be 2012, 11, maybe. For yeah, this Pimp was Pimp yeah. Strong I think this was Pimpan's be... Pimpan's second last or second to last year. Wow. Um, and I was bad. <laughs> like I could throw the stingers and I could catch, but I could not. Like 8.5 is not a chance. Just what I was happening. I was playing in vans. Like I showed up and I was just like, this is you know this will be cool experience, whatever. I'll just go to Vegas. Little did I know that like, like that would be the turning point for me because then I started like meeting people, talking to people, doing all this stuff. Um, I did better at foam than I did at the, the you know, the 8.5 stinger. Um, and this, this to this day was still the, the, this is the most haunting memory I've ever seen in dodgeball. It was me and Anthony Miller against Jim. I think it was Jim and somebody else. It might have been just Jim. Uh, but this was... It was one-to-one at this point. This was the semifinals. Like, we were, like, close to knocking Rise out, which would have, you know... I don't have to... Like, they... That would have been huge at that time. He Jim is literally fixing his crotch. Like, fix, he's fixing his pants. I don't, know, I don't know what the situation was. I don't know if he didn't think we had a ball. Anthony Miller throws a stinger the ball gets lodged in between his arm and his chest and people just like lost it. He just looks up, he's looking around and he's just like, he didn't even know what happened. And, and then it's just me and I'm like, Oh, and yeah, so we, we lost it from there. Um, but like, but that was, that was my first NDL experience. (laughs) We made it to the semifinals and then that happened. And then that's when I met just that weekend. That's where I met everybody. Um, from there, I just started playing in more more leagues, more leagues. And then I got into Elite, uh, got on Riot. And then everything else from there kind of just trickled, gotcha. I guess. Yeah, you started, uh, you got into Elite 2013 for Rampage, I think, is when I first noticed you. Yep. Yep. And then uh, I want to see the rest of the history, but we'll, we'll get into that too. Um so Pimp Ham Strong, that, that's got to be like 2010, 11-ish. Um, I think so, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it it might have been, it might have been on, yeah, 2011, 2012, because that would have been after I graduated high school. Gotcha. And so we just, I think we just assumed you're you're from Arizona. So you're you're born and raised in LA, or? Uh, so I'm, f- I was born in Kentucky. Oh wow. Then I moved to England. Then I moved back to Kentucky. Then I moved to Colorado. And then I moved to Orange County, which is where I was from second and uh, second grade until I moved until I moved out here to Arizona. Then I moved back to Orange County, and then I moved back out to Arizona, where I currently am. Um, but in between that, I spent a good good chunk out of the year in Massachusetts, whether it was most of the summer or all the summer, things like that. So that was like gr- like a lot of growing up, and until California became like the most stable place. That's kind of where I spend most of my time gotcha so you're, you're already 
I guess before Oswald, you were already kind of no stranger to traveling and, and just residing in different areas and yeah, I love I, I love traveling. So that's like any you know any tournament anywhere uh, I'm down to go. I don't mind traveling. That's funny because I, I yeah. oh go ahead. Uh, I was just I just I, I love traveling and I love dodgeball, so it's perfect. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I I kind of not all the time, but I, I do pick up on the fact that there's an event coming up based on where you're going. And I remember this one time, like it was just a picture of you in a in a plane. I was all, oh crap, something's happening. I need to find out about this. And it was <laughs> uh, it was like the Grand Rapids uh tournament or something yeah, like that like, oh. that was that was fun that was a lot of fun yeah i was like oh i'm, I'm basing my episodes on where you're going <laughs> just because like that's my indication system that there's a tournament yeah uh, nine out of ten times it's, it's for a tournament but um well cool so um you mentioned basketball as as what you were kind of getting into what other sports did you play before the knee surgeries um so so i I played football, I played baseball, I played basketball. Um, I was, I was like good at one or two things in each of the, in like baseball. And I was good at one or two things in football, but I was never like just good at the sport. Hmm. If that makes sense. In football, I could catch really well. Um, Like we, like in, in, Pop Warner, we were running post routes because we had a quarterback who was, it was like the, he was older, but his weight was lower so he could play with us. So I think he was in seventh grade and I was in fifth grade and we were running post routes because he could throw the ball and I could catch the ball. So like I was good at catching in football, but everything else, not so much. And then in baseball, I could throw the ball and I could field, but I could not hit for my life. Like hitting just didn't happen. Um, a one. lot of, a lot of that came from, I, so I got hit, I got hit in the knee with a pitch. Oh. Yeah. And that was sort of the, the, I don't think that's actually what started my knee problems, but subconsciously I associated that to my knee problems forever. So I, I, I wouldn't stand, I would not even stand in the batter's box. Dang. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I remember the first um, time I got beam was in the thigh, but that was, that's fine. I can't imagine the knee. God dang. Yeah, like straight, straight in the knee. Oh. Um, I forget why, like, uh, like what the situation was, but, but yeah. And then, and then I had, I had made. I think this was in. I want to say this is in middle school. Um, I made like the all star team for baseball, but I couldn't play because of my knee. And so that kind of left like a bad, like I just I didn't want to go back to baseball at that point type thing. So that hit that you took in the knee was that like a, was that just. It was a pitch, yeah. Was that an injury though, or was that like uh, just like that really hurt a lot? I'm gonna walk it off, or were you? Kind uh, of- yeah. So, I, I, looking back at it, I'm pretty sure it just hurt then. Right. But that was around like, that was around the time. So I, I developed uh, degenerative cartilage diseases in both my knees, and starting in fourth grade. Whoa. Yeah. So, I and I got made fun of for a long time because I ran like a duck and I fully accepted it. Cause I was, I, I did, I ran like a duck. Um, my knees would like go in. If I can find a video of it, I'll send it to you. Cause it's kind of entertaining. Right. Um, but then, then I kind of had to figure out how to like play those sports without like with that happening. Cause like I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. My knees just, my knees weren't stable enough, but I wanted to play sports. And so I figured out how to like play all these things and run essentially run like a duck. Wow. Despite the fact um, that people were making fun of you and you still sucked it up and played anyway. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
starting off, it didn't feel good, but then at one point, I, you know, it's, I was like, it is what it is. I run like a duck. Right. Wow. It's really funny when I like outrun somebody and I run like a duck. That was <laughs> what I tried to do. You just shut them up. Um, yeah. But then with basketball, um, a lot of those like inward knee motions happen when you're, when you're like, you know, like when I'd, I'd take a step out and I'd drive to the hoop like that, like that worked. So <laughs> that I could play basketball, but it was really funny when I would go for a layup and my knee would give out. I would like fall and have to flick it, which I figured out like I could tell when my knee was going to give out. And so I would try to prepare myself as best as I could for it. Dang. Yeah. Um, so all those things I just like, but that's why dodgeball is perfect for me because I could throw really well and I could catch well. And so once I started playing dodgeball, I was like, there's a sport where the only two things I'm good at come together. Perfect. <laughs> it's like, that's the point of the game. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, the, like the perfect calling. It's like, Oh, well you only have these attributes, but guess what? There's a sport where if you have those, you're going to be a phenomenal player. Yeah, so like that was, I think that was like a big part of why I kept playing is because I finally felt like I was, you know, I felt, I finally felt like adequate at all aspects of a sport. Instead of just partially decent or good for yeah. a couple of things. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, I got a like high stat in this, really low stat in this. Like, I'm good. You put me in the outfield, I'll catch the ball and I can gun somebody down a home plate. But if you want me to hit, uh, it's not going to happen. And I also run like a duck, so I'm slow. Like <laughs> I can't, you know. Right. Um. So it was dodgeball was like a really cool thing for me to find, because it like it. I've always been super competitive with everything. Like if I, I don't think there's anything that I'm not competitive with. Yeah, I mean, like me and my brother will play Risk, and one of us guaranteed will not talk to the other person for like an hour after we play. <laughs> no, that's not bad. An hour is. Okay, I think a friend of mine still won't talk to me after like eight years, but that's not too <laughs> bad. Um, well, I mean, just like watching you on um, like video games and that dumb game you play, Spike Ball. Um, you can see there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a competitive edge about you, so that that's that's definitely um, yeah, no doubt there. Um, did any of well, I guess you kind of already answered this this other one, um, and that would would have been like what sports helped you with dodgeball. Um, but um, I guess, was there anything, um, actually, let me back up. I, I want to ask, did you ever pitch at all? Because you would think with your arm, you'd think, oh, baseball, he's a pitcher. Football, oh, he's definitely a quarterback. Did you play? So, yeah, so funny enough, funny enough, I never did. Um, because when I was playing, um, it, like, we were young enough where, you know, like, the outfielders could barely get it in. But I could gun somebody down at home plate. So like I, I would skip the cutoff man and I was good at catching. So, um, so I, I, I loved playing the outfield. Gotcha. Uh, and I saw, I saw between there and second base. Oh, okay. So yeah, but I never, but funny enough, I never, I never pitched. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like the ultimate irony. Like you would, you would just assume, right? Yeah. Um, Gotcha. Any, any other sports? Um, I mean, that you might have dabbled in, or any other like um, like wrestling, martial arts. Um. Never got never got into martial arts. Never never got into wrestling. My brother my brother did, um, but I would just go and watch. Um, I 
would play hockey in the street with friends. Right. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing else that I, you know, that I really got into. Um, soccer was not a go for me. Um, if I'm, if I can't compete, I get upset and, uh, kicking things is not, it's not a good thing for me. I am awful at kicking things. Gotcha. When I did play soccer, I played goalie because I could read the ball and I could go for catches essentially. Like I would, you know, coaches tell you to swipe, to knock the ball down. I would just try to catch the ball. <laughs> like, no, I'm just going to catch it. Yeah. Oh um, it down. And I could punt it, but I couldn't anything else. Just not, not a chance. Gotcha. Um, I did. Re- that reminded me of, of a question I, I didn't get to ask earlier. And that was, um, you said you, you had a hard time throwing the 8.5 ball, but you started with cloth and you love that. How, how? Cause like, yeah, I I don't know if it's just because I like I had not I had never actually really played with an 8.5, and when I got there I just didn't really know what I was doing because like with 8.5 like and this is what I feel like turns a lot of people off about it like you kind of have to work at the throw to like get used to it figure it out like throwing it at high speeds like how the ball moves and stuff and so you don't so throw it into the rafters even though I still do it all the time um it like the cloth ball just made sense to me and like i i don't know i don't know do you grip it or do you like shovel it or like how do you let's start I, with that. Yeah, I, I gripped it i would just grip it see that that could be that could be why yeah i've heard people not have good like and i know the people in san diego used to play with those balls yeah san diego leagues always used to have those balls and so I, there was one tournament i went down there and i was stoked like i I was so happy to see those balls again. Um, and I, funny enough, I played with Factorin for that. Um, but yeah, no, I like, I oddly like cloth. That's funny. Well, at least now I know that whenever some person brings up cloth, I know that you're not trolling. I was looking at your, your poll of like, what style of ball should we play for elite practice? <laughs> and I was going to comment yesterday, fun, funny enough. And I was like, there are 12 people here that are just lost, sad souls. I don't know who the said cloth, but they're, they're wrong and i would have taken that a completely different way now but now that i know that you play or you enjoy cloth i, I get it i know it's not uh, you're not just being a troll you actually do like cloth which is i i don't think i don't think there is a ball i don't like i just i like i genuinely just love dodgeball and so i'll go play anything anywhere yeah. rocks fists shoes yeah it, yeah yeah do you have I a played, oh go ahead I'll, I'll, the fa- I'll say the favorite ball question i'm refuse to answer um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but the, yeah, I don't think there's a, the ball I played with eight, the eight inch foam. I played a seven inch foam. I'll do pinch. I'll do not pinch, no sting stingers. Um, my very first pinch experience was actually with you and that was a blast. That was fun. Um, I heard about you. Well, no, I think that, I mean, I, I knew about you like with with 8.5 and all this other stuff i didn't know you i guess that's when i realized you were a catcher so i remember like i'll never forget this somebody threw a pinch at us and you just like you did your catch him catch you like you backed up and you like you just like did this like this praying mantis motion yeah and it was like the weirdest coolest thing i was like whoa like he just completely snagged that thing out of the air that i was, know exa- cool. i know exactly who that was too that was actually kenny oh that was a kenny throw holy crap that's yeah nice um because I, I just distinctly remember that because somebody like 
people are like losing their mind and and i mean he throws hard and it came out and i was like what the heck but it just like my, the praying mantis was in the right spot and i got it and i was like i like pinch pinch is fun yeah you just snagged that thing i was more impressed with just the fact that the way your form was and you caught that and you just continued to do that i was like oh, i guess that's a that's a way you can catch apparently that that's pretty cool because you don't, you know, you're like leaning back and your your weight's distributed kind of weird like. But then when you said that you were a receiver, and like your hands are going up for that, um, I guess that that post throw, what have you, it's starting yep. to make sense now. It's all starting to, to make sense. Um, yeah. So so you're down for anything, pinch. What about style of play? Um, and I guess I can really only compare that to six v six versus. Um, let me back up real quick. Um, have you ever played international dodgeball where it's like, yeah, your team is in the center, but they also have like teammates on the outside of the box? And you're throwing- I, that's I have not. I I am fully down to. I just don't know where I can play that. But that looks. I've seen that, and it looks wild. It, it's 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 weird. Um, and I, I only brought that up because I saw that it's like showing up on I think dodgeball family. They're like, what is happening here? How's this the thing? Um. Yeah, I I know I I knew about it before that because uh and this is the funny funny part of me like when I started playing dodgeball. So our routine is and this is terrible. We would all go play dodgeball for 2 2 hours and then we'd all go to a hookah lounge. Hmm. And they ended up sponsoring us for our teams like they like we got shirts and everything. Um and they like paid for our tournament entries but uh, because like everybody would go to the, the, the thereafter because that was like we couldn't go to bars. That was like the only place like you could all go with your friends. It's eighteen and up type thing. Um, and they were big in California at that time. Um, but the guys there were like they they would always ask me about dodgeball and stuff. And and they they had started telling me they were like oh like I've played where like so, like you all start in the middle and people are throwing on the outside. People throw through and you try to be the last person in the center. So that's that was the first time that I had heard about like that there was a, another style of dodgeball. Yeah, it's like the old school. Um, like the, like when people think dodgeball, like especially the the older generation, they're like, oh god, dodgeball's awful, outlaw it. I think they're thinking that like you got people in the center and you're just trying to hit them, and there's no real like strategy behind it. It's not like the way the Japanese play it. Um, but yeah, that that's it's interesting. That's all I gotta say about it, about that one. Um, and as far as like what style do you prefer? I was kind of going back towards like trampoline versus like the court. Do you have I, a preference, or you just play anything? Yeah, I mean, I'll play anything. I whenever I get on trampolines, like a special part of me like kind of feels like I'm going home. You know, that's <laughs> where I started, and I I love playing on trampolines. Like just the most wild stuff can happen. I can do my praying mantis catch, but can go like vertically back, like essentially horizontal. So I don't have to worry about the weight distribution. Like I just throw myself back. Like yeah, I, there's, there's something no funny about there's something funny about the fact that you can just throw yourself anywhere on a trampoline. And I just I, whenever I play there, like it just it always feels like I'm going back home. So it's like nostalgic, and you get like home field advantage powers or something. Yeah. Nice. That's when I that's when I bust out the Spider Man jersey, and then just every you know everything <laughs> I started with is comes out. Gotcha. <clears throat> and you still you still play trampoline ball, right? You're yes. 
Uh, yeah, this year um, I am playing with Crisis, and we we won the qualifier in Torrance, which is pretty cool. Nice. I was just gonna mention that. Um, and you guys, how'd you guys do last year? Um, we got fourth, third or fourth last year, whichever. I don't know what it was, but that was when I was playing with Shooters. Um, but we we met Doom in the semifinals. Gotcha. And so now you're playing with Crisis. So like, that's like what Brody and um. Ryan, Tad. Ryan and Tad. Like yep. the, uh, that's cool that they brought Crisis back. I was talking to Kenny about that a few episodes back, and uh, when I first saw Crisis, it was like 2013. I was like, man, this is a really cool group of guys. I mean, they got like matching uniforms, but they're coming to like the world's awful, like the crappiest NDL tournament there's ever been. Like, dang, probably never see them again. But it's cool seeing them kind of like stick around and, and then resurface with their original team name. Um, let's see. I do want to kind of go back and ask what drew you into Elite Dodgeball, but I also think that's mostly just your competitive nature. But um, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. What has your experience been with Elite um, from you know the first time you're there to to now, and how has that shaped how you are as a as a competitive player? Yeah. So I mean, starting out like when it was just like it was a couple of rounds, and then you know, like national like the the first one i went to was the throwdown that was in rochester that was like the first time that i was at a you know a big like national tournament i guess with other regions playing yep so that was cool because like you know people had like people like oh like i know who you are and like i've heard about you about i met you and I like and like I was the same way as me I'm like oh I've heard about all these players like all these teams like it's cool to actually finally meet them and see them here um and so that was uh that was an interesting weekend because we lot like we didn't have anybody uh there was there was a bunch of flight issues so we played with four people the first day um and then like just slowly people trickled in so that was just that was funny not really but um (laughs) It, uh, so like that was that was really cool. It just like but just like looking at that to seeing where Elite is now, like how many teams there are, how many divisions there are. Like there's there's Coed, there's Coed No Sting, there's Pinch. Like just everything that's there is it's just it's wild to me. For sure. And then in addition, throw in now what's taking place with the international scenes we kind of talked about earlier. And um, I mean UDC um, as always. It it seems like UDC has always been pretty successful and and, and good with the momentum or. Like, would you agree with that, or do you think they're they're keeping up with the momentum that's being generated with uh, with ground dodgeball, for lack of better words? Yeah, I if if there is no prize money uh, at Sky Zone, or if the prize was as big as it was, uh, I don't think anybody would go. To be honest, really? Yeah. Um, you the max games you play. So let's say you're in the let's say you're in the bracket with seven teams. So that's split up into four pools. Each team has eight pools, one pool of seven, one pool of seven teams. You play six games or six matches. That's round robin. Next day uh, is, and then you go into like the, you know, like the eliminations or whatever um, to make it to the top eight. Before it would just, it was just a playoff. But so then there, max you get is three more matches. So you're in nine. And then the next day, if you are doom and win, or awesome, you the max you play is uh, is twelve. So wow. that's twelve games. 
these are games, not series matches. Or no, no, those are those are series. So okay. you play twelve series. You play twelve series, but um, so like in the grand scheme of things, that's not even like that's just one division of round robin, or not even at nationals. I think you play. I forget how many games of round robin you play, hmm. but like in the grand scheme of things, that's very little dodgeball. So and it's and it's just broken up over three or four days. And the spectating has not been the best for people um, in the past. So, like, it's the only reason people go is for the money. Gotcha. So, if that, if that money goes away, I don't think... So, I, I don't think Elite's trying to... Like, Elite doesn't have to compete with them. Like, it's it's in a category of its own. Gotcha. Yeah, I never... Um, I don't know too much about UDC, as you can probably tell. Um, I've played trampoline a few times. It's just... It's weird and very foreign to me and would take a lot of practice to even look like I know what I'm almost doing, but um, it, it just feels like there's a lot of momentum, but and that, that could just be really good branding because um, they got the really cool posters and pictures of you guys, and um, obviously it's on uh, ESPN. Yeah, so. so I mean, that's that's a fun part, and like, it's it's a fun it's a fun tournament, yeah. and you know, just seeing seeing teams, seeing players that you don't see at Elite, like, that are that only play at Sky Zone, like, that's cool too, because like, I'm all about just, you know, seeing people, saying hi to people, and hanging out with people so it, that, it's cool for that aspect but like it, nobody nobody's going for the play gotcha if that makes sense it does because um sometimes i forget elite even has a cash prize like i never even think about that it's all about the competition and and to play and, and to to go up against the best it's um and i know what that mentality is like with the ndl with their first you know allure of cash prize is was a, it just gets a different type of person i guess um different type of, of competitor so i kind of wanted to ask um and, and get into the style of your play um i think by default most people would consider you a very offensive player but then you can turn it around and just snag every single ball out of the air do you have like a set mental state of how you play like do you say i'm going to be aggressive as, as all hell right now or do you just go the flow or what's what's your mentality when you go into a game um it definitely reactive on the situation and sometimes that hurts me because <laughs> like i'll react to something and think something will work and then it doesn't um and like so it's it that that'll happen but I, i'm definitely like a reactive player um you know there's like always a game plan and there's always like a set but that's kind of one of the things like about dodgeball is that like you know like anything can happen at any time. The game can swing like that in the matter of a few seconds, and if I can do that and swing it for my team, like I think that's a huge, a huge thing. Yeah, and I mean I've seen both sides of it. I've seen you go wild and just get completely, you know, shut down, and it impacts us. And we're just like, why? Why would you do that? Right. And then I've seen you when you're just on and there's like nothing in the world's going to stop you. We better, you know, break our arms trying to get you a ball before that goes away. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, we're on the winning side and you know, there's just nothing going to go against you. And, um, I mean, I've seen it even as, as a, as a teammate, I've seen it as an opponent, I've seen it as a ref. Um, there, there's just that, that pure reactive state that you can tap into that is just, awesome and horrifying depending on where you are on the court um so i totally get that and i was just curious if you have like a like this mentality where 
today I'm going to be super strategic or today I'm going to be really cautious or conservative. But yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it, it depends. It depends, you know, it depends on like what team I'm playing on. Depends like what team we're playing. Cause there are certain teams where like, I know that if I get, if I try to go in that reactive like state that we'll just lose. Right. And I know, I know there are certain times where like, I have to just keep myself alive or like, um, like so it all kind of depends upon, and I'm, Funny enough, like I'm super analytical about all this, and I watch every single game that I can possibly find, and I'll go back and like what, like figure out like that was dumb that I did there, or like I and and funny enough, like I have Brett to tell me these things. It's like I shouldn't have gone away with that, but I did, and like just like there's there's all these like certain there's a lot of there's a lot of different situations like in different hypotheticals that can happen in dodgeball. So it's like it's always like what happens, you know. Like every single thing throughout the game is like, what if something happened differently there? Right. What if something happened differently there? So it's like, it, so I've kind of like taken a step back and like figured out what's the best way to, you know, not necessarily how like, what's the best way for me to like play my game? But what's the best way for my team to win? Right. And that's where that's where I I have I really enjoy playing foam because in foam I play in the middle. And I have a job to hit people and either dodge or catch or react. But like, that is my job. And it's, that's, that's kind of a cool aspect for me. It's like, I don't have to worry about, you know, like I know my corners are going to protect me. Like I know, I know that I just have to go up and, and, and hit people. And then, and then, you know, then that's where I get to react. Like that's my, you know, that's, that is the game at that point. It's not me doing something different. Like I just get to react. So it's a, uh, you know, kind of, it it just it all depends on like what team I'm playing on, where I'm playing. Yeah, it does so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like like I I definitely have like there is a catch'em game, but you know it's it's it all kind of varies. For sure, yeah. I mean, it, it's you're not some crazy rabid animal. You like there's there's something going on when you're when you're doing the things that you do mentally, and then you go back and you learn from it. As yep. as you said, varies based on. I mean, you play. All kinds of dodgeball, so I imagine it's you get like a different catch them based on on the elements. So, gotcha. yep, what ball, what what style, what type, like whatever, like everything. What what, so. what the degree is, uh, what elevation, what? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what? Yeah, what the what the yeah what the temperature is, the uh, the wind speeds. <laughs> for sure. I take it. I yeah, I've checked. I check weather reports for tournaments. Everything. <laughs> any oh man, I can see you bust out with like a um, you call it like a little. A thermometer and be like okay i've got to play this way now and, and do or a barometer here we go <laughs> um cool well let's go ahead and get to some of these uh crowdsource questions because there's a ton of them and i'm sure we'll be able to pull out some some nuggets there um what we didn't cover with uh my preliminary questions and perfect yeah we're waiting for this one um so the first one um it's kind of like a carry-on or a follow-on question. Um, it's one that Markel Stokes submitted, and that was, what song or songs get you amped up for a dodgeball game, if any? Um, so this this is going to sound funny, um, but I have a piano playlist. That, okay. Um, because I, I need to, in order for me to play best, I need to slow myself down. Wow. So when I can slow, like, so where some people are like, I got to get amped up for a tournament. I'm amped 24 seven. Um, and so what I need, like what I personally need to do is I just need to 
level set myself out a little bit. So the piano music, like, you know, helps me gather, gather my mind, gather, like, just gather my thoughts, gather everything, and puts me, like, puts me in the zone. And then once I'm in the zone, and, like, this, like, my family knows this, and, and Courtney especially, like, like, I, I just, I don't talk to people, like, I just go, I'm, I'm there to play at that point. Right. So like once I get in the zone like that, I'm in that zone. That's funny. I, um, uh, when you said like, you wouldn't expect this, I was thinking, okay, Celine Dion, Backstreet Boys, whatever. Those are fun songs. I wasn't expecting, uh, you rocking out to like for release or some kind of you know, like little chill piano that I'm going to picture that now. Whenever I see you with your headphones on, I'm just going to hear piano music and be like, hmm. Watch. Yeah. It's in like, I've I've like sometimes like watch me play and put piano music there and it'll make sense. It'll all make sense. That's funny. <laughs> Do you have like a specific song or you just like hit up piano music and then just whatever as long as it's a piano playing you're good. So yeah, it's a it, there's there's a piano playing but like I have a I have a Disney piano playlist. Oh wow. Um so and funny enough it's part of your wor- part of your world from Little Mermaid, um, is my favorite piano song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that nobody will expect that, but like the 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 song, it, it just the way it flows and everything, like something about that song, like just the strokes, everything, how it picks up, goes down, like just everything is. I've I haven't heard that song in decades. I'm gonna have to. I will I will send you I will send you the exact song. Yeah. And then I will link it on once you post the, uh, or whenever you post the podcast, I'll I'll link the song. Yeah, and I'll link my I'll link my playlist. It's on Spotify. That's awesome. Yeah, people need to know. I need, I need yeah. to recall this. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, well, quick segue question. Um, do you have a favorite Disney movie? I don't know if that was in the thread, but just since oh we're on man, it. dude. I when people are posting those those brackets, like the 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 Disney brackets. I think I feel like this is right around March during March Madness. People are like, "This is the real March Madness," and it was it was all the Disney movies, and you had to pick one at the end. I made like forty different brackets. Like I, it's I can't I can't pick one. Um, I really I really can't. I just I love Disney movies. My yeah. favorite Disney character <clears throat> is Winnie the Pooh, but which is also funny. Um, but like favorite disney movie maybe tarzan just because of how good the soundtrack was too oh man you got phil collins stuck in my head i've never seen that movie but it's you'll be in my heart now stuck in my head dang it yep i'm gonna fight it um oh okay i'll have to check out uh that song you sent me and i'll check out tarzan um it's been coming up a lot ironically lately for some some reason um well I, we can probably spend another hour talking about disney because i was gonna throw up some 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 questions for you, but uh, we'll 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 get off that. And we'll talk about that offline. Because um, <laughs> there's, again, there's just a ton, and also, I mean, I'll probably say it later. But thank you, everyone, for for sending these. Um, started off kind of lame, but turned out to be pretty cool. And uh, we'll just move on. Try to not to spend too much time on one, but um, let's do. Uh, Sergey Leone asked. Um, oh, geez, uh, how much did you cry when Spider Man said, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good." I. <clears throat> We don't. We don't have. We don't have two hours to discuss. That. We're not going to go there. <laughs> let me. Uh, let me just say. Uh, there are so many of those questions I just saw, and I'm just like, I don't have the time because once I get started on these things, like I'll it just it won't stop. Yeah. Um. 
It's so weird. You look like that guy, man. I swear to God, when you when I saw a picture of some, I had not I had not heard that. And then somebody at work said it. You said it. Somebody else said it. Like, was it you who commented on the picture of like in the plane? Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. These two guys met. Um, Spider Man. Like, wait. That's oh kidding. man, that's freaking Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap. And then I, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm not even joking. I, I thought that's why they posted that. And I was like, oh, they're just going to round whatever, um, or or some tournament. But uh, yeah, it's just it's funny how that works out. Um, maybe I should probably skip the Serge's other one. That would be uh, if you're Spidey, who in dodgeball is your venom? Or, I guess that's fair. Um, okay. Little imagination here. If you are Spidey, who in dodgeball is your venom? Man. Um. That's a that's I mean, a deep question. I don't know. I actually like like like. Do you have a nemesis, or do you have someone that you would consider a rival? That and without trying to offend anyone or upset anybody um, and we can come back to that too because that might be a follow-on question from from some of the serious ones but um yeah i don't know yeah come back to me on that <clears throat> like a like a kryptonite um let's see oh uh pan pacific that gym yes that's my venom oh just the gym just the gym yeah <laughs> that that gym's existence is is my venom that's awesome that's uh ring bells when you play again um and that's mark stell mark markel stokes asked if uh is it cursed but the fact that, that it would be is, that gym is 100 cursed and that is uh that's where brody had that catch right that's where brody had the catch that's where eric had that catch that's where anything weird that has ever happened to me has happened in that gym <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm just gonna watch that video again um can you recall your most clutch play um this is another markel stokes question um, or or a solid clutch play that you can recall, just kind of based on memory. Uh, I think one big one was actually uh for the year that we got second at nationals. We were down. It was me against four against Deathball, and I want to say that this was either the going into the semifinals or going into some like some big game. But this was gonna. This might have actually been the losers bracket, or for us to go into the losers bracket. Um. But it was me on four with Titan, and we we won that game. New Orleans, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then that was that was that was my best nationals. And then I also had that uh, with the the game where Kate caught uh, during the uh, I guess clutch. Um, it was Nicole had that big catch on Billy. And then I got caught in, and I got out of a, like, surge was charging at me, and I slid back and, like, hit the ball, kind of bobbled it for a second, and as it was going out, I snagged out of the air. That was a clutch play. Um, but the biggest, I think the biggest, not the biggest play, but the biggest series of plays was at Worlds in 2015. We were down, I think we were down 4-2 to two against Australia. Um... And then I threw like four headshots in a row, hmm. like hit somebody in the head, ball came back, hit somebody, the ball came back, hit somebody, the ball came back. And that like flipped our momentum. Momentum was on our side. They, they shut down the gym lit up. Like that was probably one of the biggest just 
series of plays just because of the stage, just because of where everybody was. Like that was that was huge because we kind of came in like we we crushed them the day before that in round robin, and then we came in that we were down four to two at home, and like that was you know we had to come back and win that. So that was a big game swinging play, like series of plays and just shift the momentum in our favor. So that's probably the biggest moment. And that was another one of those, like, Ketchum's freaking hot. Like, don't yeah, don't disrupt that. Let it happen. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah, we'll say um, New Orleans, when we took second, there was something – it was weird, man. It felt like we were losing you to the dark side where you are just going to get in your head and, and you're, it was a done deal. And then something happened – somewhere in the loser bracket where you pulled yourself out of it, but you also like started pulling all of us out of it and you just were a different person. Was that when I gave the Denzel Washington speech from remember the Titans? Possibly. Um, because at that point you were already like, like, Oh, captain's back and he's improved or I don't know. He's different, but this, so that, this is awesome. That was, wrong with it. I think, I think that was right after the death ball game. <clears throat> yeah. I you... think it was, I think it was right after that because yeah, because we like, we came out of that and then I was like, like we got this it's fine like let's keep going like it's yeah I, I remember that that was uh don't take this the wrong way but that was the first time i ever actually saw you as a leader um off the, on the court and that was that was incredible but um yeah whatever whatever clutch thing happened to make that happen that was keep doing that um that, that was a good run but um kind of a feed into clutch mentality went on so joe deferia asked uh, how does being one of the most recognized names in the sport affect your mentality in a tournament and does it add confidence pressure or do you feel anything um like but this is this is mostly just me because i'm so competitive and i'm so competitive with myself like i just feel this constant need to like keep getting better or, like keep performing um but yeah, it definitely it definitely adds pressure because uh, like you know when a lot of people say like like people have said like if you get out it's over like it just so like hearing somebody say that like I that you know it's hard to live up like pe- people get out in dodgeball like that's the game yeah you're not people, invincible you're not immune yeah so it's like and and sometimes I let that get to myself like if I get out on something dumb like I I put that all on me I'm like oh like this game's on me guys i shouldn't have gotten out so sometimes sometimes that definitely does get to me at, at certain times <coughs> Sorry. um but for the most part no it, it just it just drives me to you know play better and perform to the highest i can gotcha um so nick victorian asked how many tournaments did you win at sky high sports and i think that might be a nod to what you kind of <laughs> talked about earlier so uh Twice a month for two years straight. Dang. So, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was... Uh, and that was... There was one tournament where Vince, and, Vince Radke came out. Like, we had random groups of people come in. Like, it was... But we consistently won tournaments at those those places. So, twice a month uh, tw- for two years. What, it's like 48 tournaments won? Yep. At least. <laughs> yep. Awesome. And we would travel to all the sky highs that we could around, and sometimes sky zones. If that was like right around the time sky zones started kind of popping up. Nice. Um, Courtney Grace asked, "Who is your perfect team USA?" I don't know if you can uh, answer that one, or is it, it's the team that the the perfect team USA is that is 
um, is Tony Tony Stumpo nine times. Just nine times Tony just, Stumpo. Just <laughs> multiply Tony nine times. That's my perfect team essay. Uh, and why would that be? Um, <clears throat> he just just great attitude, great player, great great human being. He's he's really he's the, he's the full package. So it's it's hard it's hard to beat that. Nice. Great 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 looks, you know. <laughs> Just all around solid dude, on and off the court. Need nine of them. Yep, need nine of them. Awesome. And then the other the other six alternates are uh, are Wesley Peters. Just six other Wesley Peters. Yep, just six other Wes's. Same reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Mostly, mostly just his good looks on the side, because uh, I feel like that's real. Uh, that's that's inspiring. It's got to be. Like man, it's a lot of beauty looking at me. I'm gonna do really good now. Yeah, you have to. You can't. You can't let West down. So, nice. <laughs> um, Courtney also asked. Aside from Courtney, who is your number one cheerleader? Ooh. Um, but probably my mom. I was gonna like, say. Uh, she, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to beat that. Um, she she goes to every single tournament she can. She'll fly anywhere. She'll watch from anywhere. Like it's. The mix of Courtney, my mom, my, Mike, my mom's boyfriend, and my brother are probably the biggest dodgeball fans, like actual true dodgeball fans. Like they just go to watch, even if even if I lose, even if I'm out, and like I'm off somewhere else, they're still watching. They like they're like you'll get over your loss, like whatever. We're we're watching the fun, like you know, like right. They they just want to watch dodgeball. That's cool. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they're always there. And uh, Stephanie almost had me convinced to reach out to your mom and just put her on the podcast when we were having our, our misfires there. She would, she would sure be she a good, she yeah. honestly, honestly, like if you want to interview a fan, like ask her about dodge, like, like that's, it, we have very few, like just true dodgeball fans. Like don't play, you know, just, just like the game and follow the game and the players. I might. You never know, man. Because um, it would be cool to really hear a complete outsider's perspective, but just understands enough of it to be able to comment and talk about it. So that's. Um, I might do that. Yeah, um, it's like because it's you know we always hear from players, but it's like it's even sometimes like what just when she's telling me about things, it's like I don't notice these things. Like I don't see these things. Like as a player or like you know as an organizer, but like what about as a fan? Yeah, for sure, because we're so close to it. Um, I don't know about this one. Markel Stokes had asked previously, are you ready for the combine? I'm going to say no. You probably weren't just from that's talking a- for the past <laughs> hour. Uh, that's, uh, that's definitely a dated question. Uh, I was going to say, as of, as of 9.30 in the morning, that when I still didn't have my keys, I was not ready for the combine. Right. But well, <laughs> once I got the keys unlocked out of the car, then I was ready. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, I don't know who wrote this one because it didn't transfer over, but what was more satisfying, breaking your homie Brett or breaking your homie Ethan? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> who did that one? It's a... I, uh, well, probably, all right, let's say Ethan because I wasn't, he wasn't on my team. At that t- no, he was on my team. That was Coed, wasn't it? No, I was on Riot. So uh, Ethan's because I was playing against him. Brett's did not feel good because that was like right before Elite. And the second, timing. the second he, shout out to Brett though because he caught that ball. Um, but like the second, just something seemed off, and like his finger went back, and I was just like, oh no. Just the classic, like 
state of Arizona teams. Yeah. Is, that's, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yep. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Brett asked this one, and that is, and I don't understand kids speak these days, so just bear with me. Um, okay. If you could assign a rip to any one of the homies, who would rip and why? Oh. First of all, what what is a rip? Um. Uh, it's a, anything you want it to be, you know. That doesn't. Um. Happen. But it, no, it's uh, you gotta you gotta drink something. Um. So since I don't. I don't drink my rips or something else, but uh, a rip is if if somebody does something, you know, it's like, what are you thinking? Like, what? Why would you do that? Like you're uh, ripping into them, more? Uh, it, kind of. Okay. But it's it involves alcohol, so it's like, uh, so you you put it to a vote with all with all the rippers, uh, and you vote should they rip, and if if the the yeses have it, they got to rip. There's that's just. That's the end of it. Um, so I'll probably uh, I'll probably assign uh, Ethan a rip, just so he comes leaves leaves his ranch and comes hang and comes to hang out with the homies. Fair. I don't know if you'll listen to this out on his ranch, but uh, Ethan, I guess you've been assigned a rip, and I'm gonna move away from this now because I sound like I'm fifty. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Joe asked, "Who in dodgeball has the best dance moves?" Joe asking I, the serious questions here. Uh, Jake Mason, because nobody else dances in dodgeball except Jake. Uh, let's say Stephanie Baxter and Brett Baxter. I think I, I remember them tearing it up pretty well. Yeah, but I'm talking about like during oh during dodgeball. Oh, during dodgeball. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what he meant. Out, but then out outside of dodgeball, it's 100 percent Ethan Dibble. Nobody gets down like him. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. So you got a rip and uh, some kudos. Yeah, rip and a shout out. Nice. Um, I think maybe Joe asked this one too, and that this is a kind of a good one. If you could host a dodgeball tournament anywhere in the world, um, where would it be, and what would your dream venue uh, be to play in? Oh, Fenway Park, hundred percent. Fenway Park. Yeah, and I just just because like I want to put one team like throwing into the green monster just to see how the ball like because when balls hit that wall they do weird things it doesn't make sense but you know like put the court like right by there in fenway that would be that'd be my dream place to play and for those of us who may not be so baseball savvy that's where the red Sox play yep nice yeah very cool um similar venom question and that's in terms of both individual matchups and teams who do you consider your biggest rivals um, uh, you couldn't escape it for too long. Let's come back full circle now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be somebody who line like who, who always lines up in front of me. Um, so, and, and we like, these are usually intense, like just either trades or encounters, but it's probably Vince. Vince. I've all, I've always like, and I, and I love him but we've always lined up against each other. And like, even when I started playing and just, he's like, he, that's his, he's always on that side. The second he gets a chance to get me, he goes for it. Um, at, at UDC last year, he, he, we just like, he, either he got me first or we traded. Like it didn't matter. He just hit me like he, and it's, he, he'll always, and a lot of like, there's, there's a lot of times where he like, 
like one of us will catch the other, one of us won't catch the other, well, one of us will hit, the other one will dodge. There's very, very few ch- like few times where we both just hit each other, hmm. which is the weird thing about it. Like, like one of us will hit each other, then the other person will catch the ball, or one of us will hit each other, the other person will dodge it. So there's like always that like who's gonna get who out type thing. Nice. So I probably him. Very cool. Um, Courtney Grace asked, "Most underrated 8.5 player, in your opinion?" Most underrated 8.5 player. Yep. Uh, putting you on the spot, man. Who's your ideal team USA? Who's your best cheerleader? Who's the most underrated player? Um, most underrated uh, 8.5 player is Mark Sizravi. Um, he just, his, he's got, a. he just has great pump fakes. And I think his, uh, his people don't respect his pump. Hmm. Um, so he's the, he's the most underrated 8.5 player. What team is he usually on? <laughs> he plays in Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're drawing from everyone, <laughs> everyone that plays, not just, uh, U.S. or elite-based teams for these questions. Um, Dan Levine asks, um, I think I kind of side with him, um, even though we kind of talked about it briefly earlier, and that's, I'm old and don't understand esports. I don't think you can sell me on them as a spectator, but I'm trying to understand what people who are dodgeballs elite athletes get out of watching them. Yo, it's... It, watching... And I think this, like, this kind of attributes to like, what we could have. Like, like Watching people who are really good at something... For like just me being super competitive, like watching people who are so good at something is I, it's just cool for me to watch. Um, and just and kind of like with dodgeball, with a lot of esports, things change just very quickly, like just like that. And there are like players to follow, and like just just if you understand what they're doing, it makes it that much crazier. Which is why like people outside of dodgeball watching people play dodgeball like at first might not understand it, right. but if you play dodgeball and you see somebody doing something like like you're like, how did they do that? That's crazy. Like they don't understand like what just happened. So it's, it's just that a lot more people are in these games, like in those esports, like play these games things. So they understand what's going on. And so there's a larger population for people to be a part of it and enjoy it. Um, So I think it's, and it's, I, I mean, there's, you get like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, sometimes millions watching like their big world championships. So, do you think, uh, and this, this is kind of like a, it's taking a lot for granted, but do you think that the same type of following mm-hmm. that esports gets can ultimately one day be dodgeballs? It, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely can. Like, like there are a lot of games like just that don't that kind of started like that weren't that big, and then a company releases a big game and like they like it progressively gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So like, I mean it's tough to say that like it'll be as big as you know some easy sports but like it it could i think everybody just needs to as crazy as it sound like do their part share everything they can post videos take videos like that's that's how these that's how esports got so big is because people started streaming so other people could watch them play so i don't know if it's like just streaming yourself not your whole team like i like that you know like who when do we ever have like a camera just follow one person in dodgeball that could be something cool like i don't know if that's the answer but like that's how that's how these streamers do it and like that's what got these to 
people started following the players, then people started liking the teams, and then from there people watch the teams play. Gotcha. So yeah. maybe that's maybe that's something that we can try. Like maybe that's the next step is, you know, follow players, then follow teams, then follow championships. That makes sense. And because like I can I can stream elite right now like let, let's say there's there's a tournament going on and i can stream something and maybe my extended network white might take a look but they don't know who to who to give a crap about like they, they yep. just see they don't know who to watch they don't know they don't know what they're watching they don't they, know why and, yep and a lot of times i'll miss like they'll miss those really good players doing really good things because they're just trying to figure out what's going on, on the court not only that but there's like there's no um like i'm not going to be endeared to anybody specifically um i just see you know six six guys or four guys two females playing and yeah you might appreciate the action that's going on um and this is kind of how i look at like streaming sports like yeah i can kind of get okay so and so is doing really good at Fortnite, like they won or whatever but i don't know why i care about them but if i watch them and follow their channel understood their personality understood like their background might buy into a little bit more so i think um and me and uh tillman's talked about this in like the very first episode it's there's got to be some way where you kind of mentioned where we can follow a team, but we can get that personality injected into it so that way people build a following off of them and, and, and start to care. And one thing that I think is actually really helping is that the uh, we're, we're professionalizing the team names, but we're also saying like San Diego Rise or uh, New York City Goats. Um, right. There has, you have to have some personal connection to the team. Exactly. And it could be as simple as... Uh, whether it's by location, whether it's by the player, whether it's by whatever, like. Yep, and it, it works with uh, Team USA because, like, um, even throughout the whole like uh, uh, controversy on how Team USA was being picked, we still wanted Team USA to win. We still wanted America yeah. to win, and a lot of that yeah. controversy was because we want our best out there to represent us, you know. And it's uh, that, that could be yeah. one of those, but um, hopefully that answers Dan's question because it makes sense to me, and I. I'm not as far removed from video games. I mean, obviously, I still play, but um, man, sometimes I see you streaming or, or talking about Fortnite. I'm like, dude, I why? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and here, here's a following question from him as well, and that's um, people talk about you as a pure arm, but then seem to remind themselves of just how well you catch. Um, and then he asks, "What are your biggest biggest weaknesses?" Um, if you're willing to air those out. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely, uh, I, I, I try to think a couple steps ahead of what's going on. So if somebody like, and there'll be a lot of times where I'll just do the laziest block because I already think I'm over the ball or like, I already, I'm like, this isn't hitting my foot. Like I, I'm a step ahead here. So like almost trying to jump the gun. Um, but my biggest, my biggest one before was for sure my mobility which is why I've significantly worked on that. Yeah. Um, you've been thinning out a lot since, since you started this endeavor. And I think you've received some comments about that. So, um, if mobility's worked on and you get that, um, springing us back and you, you know, you thin out some more, uh, do you feel like that's like your next biggest plane to break through or? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think the, the difference between like, good players and great players is they can do one thing or like you're good at two things. Like mostly great players have, have two aspects of their game, but the best players can do everything. That's just the way I look at it. So like, I, I think that like, that's, 
I just I just want to get my dodging as you know dodging mobility like movement movement anything like as good as it possibly can. So you can have the best arm out there, but that's not enough for you. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Um, Aaron McCormick asked, uh, "Does clearly have a lot of passion for the game? Uh, what drives that passion?" Um, and we kind of talked about like your competitive nature, the fact that this was a sport that you can actually play given your situation back in the day. Um, I would say, and I don't want to answer for you, but I would say it's also the people, but what else uh, fuels that? Because, man, you, you get passionate. Yeah. Um, no, it's like, I just I just love the game. So a lot of times that my passion will really come out is when I feel the integrity of the game is being uh, corrupted. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like I just I just love the game itself, uh, and I I love the people in it, and I and I, I just want to see it get as big as it possibly can, and I wanna and I want to feel like either I helped build that or I was a part of it. Um, so I think a big part of you know it, my competitive nature, the drive, my love for the sport, but also like I just you know I want to leave my mark. Do you ever feel like your vision of growing the sport and seeing it succeed conflicts with somebody else's? Yes. Um, there's, and I've, I've had to remove myself from certain aspects of it. Like, uh, social leagues aren't for me. Um, that's, I think, well known at this point. It's kind of tiptoeing um, around that with my question. Yeah. Uh, it, like there's there's certain parts that I should be involved in. There's certain parts like, you know, there's a vision. People people know how to get players in, but it takes one person to drive a lot of players away. Um, and at times I've felt that I've been a part of that. Uh, and you know, like I if I want to be competitive and I want to like drive the competitive side, I can do that. I can give players a place to you know be competitive to take that next step. But. If your if your goal is to make the best social league you can and get players in, like, I that's that's awesome for the sport, you know. I just that's not not where I excel. So, have you uh, have you just now realized this, or is this something that you've kind of fallen into over time? Yeah, it's I've kind of fallen into it over time. Um, like, uh, whenever I, whenever I'm playing, like I I'm you know. I, there's 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 one speed and I want to win. I, there's not like a let me just have fun. This is fun, you know what I mean. So like I I just I slowly over time I've kind of realized that like I there there's outlets for competitive. There's outlets for that like but they can they can stay separate. Yeah, I because uh, I know we, you and I have gone back and forth on this a few times, and even before you, um, there was Mason Shank who. Was we we talk about he was the catch him before catch him, um, yeah, and he had that same problem. Like, yeah, you're a big dude, you can throw really freaking hard, but you gotta tone it down. And he would do it most of the time, but then other times you get caught up in the game, whether it's recreational or not, because you want to win and you get you know just that. and you yeah and and you wanna you wanna play like you 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 wanna just play yeah you you because like that's that's like and like I've like tried to explain this to people I'm like like I'm like I'm like I want to be able to just play. I don't want to, like, you know, people get mad at me for throwing too hard. People get mad at me for throwing, like, hard, like, high or whatever. Like, I'm like, I just want to play. Right. And, uh, well, that, that was the case with, like, with Mason. He just wanted to play. And 
think about even back in the day, like we, we had one league, that was it. Um, yeah. now there's kind of like, uh, there's like a recreational league. There's competitive elite dodgeball where, uh, there's nothing stopping you from going balls of the wall crazy. Right. You right. So to, that's you know, like, you know, that's full tilt. That's, that's three, four times a year for elite. Exactly. Um, so like it's, it's, that's almost not enough competitive. So there has to be other outlets because otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and that's why I get like I. It, it's hard to argue with you because I don't feel like you're wrong, um, and I get it. And it's just like, well, I wish we had one recreational league just for that and that only. And then we have like a, a step up from that, and then we have our elite Sunday practices where we're not we're able to go full tilt on each other, and that might come in, in time. I mean, even just explaining that right now, I'm realizing ten years ago we didn't have that, five years ago we didn't have that, so. It's yeah, it's it's getting there. It just it, you know, it just takes time. Yeah, just just hurry up before uh, I retire. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, and that's why I asked. Like, you know, your vision may differ from somebody else's, but it still comes from a place of of love for the for the game, and that that's what I feel like is is my uh, when when I get heated or when I'm like arguing with you, I'm like he means well, like he loves the game. You can't get mad at somebody that loves the game for too long. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Well, uh, moving on and speaking of change and, and future, um, Andrew Fortner asked, "What do you want the future of dodgeball to look and play like?" <laughs> Perfect time for that question. Um, I think, I think at some point, uh, we need to pick a ball, Oof. a singular ball. What that is. I I don't think I'll see in my lifetime, but I think like that's that's the biggest thing that dodgeball is missing is unif like uniformity like 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 there's a standard. This is the ball you play with. This is what you do. Uh, like that can vary between age groups or whatever, but at some point we have to pick a ball. And I feel like the international community has somewhat done that whether or not we're going to get on board with that or we're going to try to you know change their view like i it's i just want to play but i think the next step is the next big step is you got like there's got to be a standard so in your future standard is one ball we were all we're all 100% bought into it this is the ball for competitive dodgeball that that's what you that's how you envision it so far that's your like yeah. ideal yeah, I mean, one rule set, one ball. I mean, I, I know people change up rule sets like here and there for fun tournaments, things like that. But it's like if if you're gonna if you're gonna go to you know if you go if you're going to a baseball game, like doesn't matter where it is, like you know the rules. If you're going to a football game, you know the rules. Now there's some differences between college and professional, like it's little things, big. which if you want to do, that's fine. But for the most part, like there's a standard of rules. You know how the game works that changes depending upon where you go just in the country. Like there, there are, there's tournaments like that one I went to in the Grand Rapids. You only have to have one foot in bounds. I, at one point, just because I, of how ridiculous it was, I was standing in both courts. <laughs> like I just, I, I, that it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't have a problem with it, but like, I, I just don't see like how that's helpful for the sport. So I, I just, there's a lot of things that is just standardization Get a rule set, get a ball. That's what that's that's where I want to see it go. Yeah. 
that's also the hardest problem to solve because not only do you have to re essentially re rebrain dodgeball and the community and like program them to be okay with this because and you also have to accept that you're going to lose people because they don't want to play with this ball or they don't want to play this style like it's i that's why i just want to be a player <laughs> yeah right just go back to basics just show up tell me where to go i'll play and then i'll be on my merry um i mean it, but it's incremental right um you know ndl came out with the 8.5 rubber ball and then they said no pinching and there was a lot of gripes but people evolved to that and then they then elite comes i'm just obviously fast forwarding a little bit here but elite comes and you know the the dimensions come a lot closer now we're, we're way closer to each other than we used to be and then um, you see the moves that USA Dodgeball is making. So, I mean, there, there will be a day, I, I feel like, where there is one standardized ball for competitive dodgeball, and you'll have, like, those slight variations um, like you would see in the NFL and MLB. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just going to come in slow slow changes over time. I don't think it's going to happen overnight, but I feel like it'll be there. Yeah. And, like, you have, like, the AFL. It's, like, fun. Like, you just, like, crazy hits, crazy jumping, things like that. So, like throw a rubber ball in there like you know what i mean but like or if that's where you want to have 8.5 have it there but it's it's hard to not try to jump on the international train um because the rest of the world is doing it a certain way well, so I mean, we're still we have still yet to adopt to the metric system so <laughs> maybe it's yep. an american thing but now nah, you, you do what we say you bend to our yeah. will um that's uh yeah it's sort yeah, of yeah. like that with dodgeball <laughs> um Izzy, Israel Bentley asked, what is Ketchum Kryptonite? Um, meaning what is most challenging for you as a player? Might be a chance to kind of reiterate what we talked about pre uh, previously, but uh, what would you consider yeah, that to be? Um, it's probably just like knowing what I can do and expecting that it works every time. Hmm. So, like, I've... There's a long list of people I've full-courted, and there's also a long list of people that have caught that same full-court ball. I can hit them four times, but that fifth time that they catch it, that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's you, an elite that's, match. It usually yeah. changes the course of the game. Um, so, like, it's... That's... It's, it's, it's doing the... What I know I'm capable of, rather than what the smart... The smart thing to do is because, like, on paper, like, or you know, to a crowd and to everybody else, like, it, that probably looks really cool. And but it's you know that one game, that one time where it happens is usually at the most crucial time. And then I feel this huge like weight on my shoulders, like that was completely my fault. That was dumb. And usually, uh, like I before I even know it, I just I don't even look at Brett anymore. I'm just like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> I feel I it. Yeah, I can just feel his glare. But that's also big reason i actually really enjoy playing with him is because like i just you know i know that is there that's also why i just like with certain other with certain other people too i'm just like it, like i know that big brother's watching like it, i can't i gotta play my best and not make dumb decisions otherwise i let my whole family down type thing so right yeah i mean like you said, nine out of ten times it works great, and you move on. And that one, that tenth time, that's all it takes, and that's the one that you just remember forever. And 
That's uh, and as yeah, and as as great as the ninety percent success rate is, like that that ten percent is usually the worst. Yep. Especially when uh, when you got a target on your head the way you do, so that that's yeah. just makes it even more uh, um, that compounds upon it. Um, yep. Joe Colella from uh, Echo, I think he's number fifty nine, based out of San Diego, asked, "Who has been most influential to you as a player? Which team, current or past, do you think has helped you become the player you are today, and why?" So, kind of like a two part question there. Man, um. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Influential player? Yeah, who's uh, been the most influential? Probably, probably Nate. Um, Nate, Nate, and Brett. Uh, and then and then Pine. I put all three of those guys because, uh, they have always, you know, they they know what I'm capable of and and. They they always have my back and they always you know they always tell me like 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 hearing from Pine like you could be the best player in the world type thing like right now he's you know that's the number one guy telling me I can be the best so like I'm like okay well that's so I need to do something different I need to change something and it's just <clears throat> just like just just how much they've made me realize that there's more than just me blasting people and like that's the the game is more than that and that I'm you know, this isn't smart because you're worth more than that. Like, just just the the different angles that they made me look out of the game, which is a big part of why I like dodgeball so much, is like just just all the different aspects that they've brought into the game for me. And it's not like barraging you for messing up. It's like a coaching opportunity. It's tapping into the better person in you. Right, and it's like and it's like it's like I uh, sometimes sometimes I'm like I know I just you know I got excited or whatever. Like I saw the opportunity and took a, took it that one out of 10 times happened. Um, but yeah, just, they've, they've always, they always know, like, or they've objectively watched me a lot of, cause a lot of Nate Pikes, like if we're playing in a game and they're waiting for the finals, classic doom, um, they're, they're standing right next to me just or yeah. Like, or like, even at worlds, like they're there. So like they're, they're looking out for everybody. So, and that's kind of like they're great leaders, and that's sort of the one leader I want to be at one one day in dodgeball. What what whenever that's my time, I want to do that for you know the next group of people. Nice. Um, so the, the second part of this question was um, which team, current or past, do you think has helped you become that player that you are today? So you've got some pretty influential, pretty legendary players uh, in your corner. You know, Brett, uh, Crater, and Pyan. Is there a specific team that helps you kind of pull that out of you? Yep, uh, probably Echo. Like once we started doing that, because like that's when like you know like before like Rampage it was like we felt like we were getting close, but like there was always a gap. Echo was like we'd get in these second place games, we'd be playing for in the finals, we'd be playing here, and so it was like, and I had that like Pine and I had that Brett at the same time. So right, I think that's I think that's really and like that's where. I think Khaled, just the dynamic ways of that, like, like every player's worth is so much more than normally, you know. Um, so I think it's just, it just makes you play better. 
Gotcha. And uh, so there was, there was a, another submitted question. Um, and that was who are the people that have helped you the most with dodgeball? But it kind of sounds like we covered that with the question we just asked. But also, um, I almost want to say like Nick Factorian kind of helping you out back in your early day, right? Yeah. Getting you involved. Yeah. And he always, he always, he, and even to this day, he'll always message me for a team, make a team, things like that. Like it's, and yeah, you know, he's, thank you for reminding me about that. You know, he's definitely on that list. Would there be anybody else that you might have um, wanted to include for that? Because it's more of like a broad question. Yeah, like I mean, it's like outside of dodgeball. Yeah, like like the life side, just the whole community in general. Like everybody's. If if not, if I'm going, if someone's going on in my life, or if if something's like something's clearly wrong with me, because everybody's seen like my drastic ups and downs, all all throughout dodgeball, and at the end of the day, like it's everybody's everybody's looking out for me which is which is crazy to me because you know it's it just it just shows like the the true dodgeball community that is out there right and everybody supported me in decisions good or bad and just you know just wants the best for me so i guess really everybody in the dodgeball community has shaped my life in some way shape or form at some point probably when you need it the most for sure um well let's go to a funny question then because it's going to get really heavy um joe clola asked if you were cast as the terminator in any one of the movies in the series which one would it be and how does that terminator correlate to you on the dodgeball court oh man wow um do you even watch the terminator uh i've i've never actually fully watched the terminator all the way through i've just watched like parts of it oh boy that was like the one that like everything else like but that was the one that I sort of just never fully watched or got into. I feel like it was cuz around the time it was released and just everything else but the, the first uh, two are good. Um you, you don't need to get into anything after that. The first two though it's like you're I saw I saw Salvation. Was that the one with uh Christian Bale, I think? I think so. Yeah, I dropped off um, after three. So, yeah, and then I watched the last one only because uh, Amelia Clark was in it. She couldn't even get me into that one, but uh, yeah. I understand. <laughs> um, oh, so I'm man. not sure I can accurately answer that. I have a fanboy question. Um, who's your favorite Game of Thrones character, and why? Uh, I. Uh... Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, that's the new theme of my intro now. Just I'm gonna loop that somehow, and that'll be that'll be the <laughs> that introduction. Think, that thinking noise. Of um, that was. it's probably me and my brother's favorite, but Jon Snow. Mm. The rise, the fall, and the, the constant realization of himself becoming what he's meant to be. Nice. Um, I could probably dig into that, but I think uh, it can be inferred what that means to you. <clears throat> um, let's see. All right. This will be the last one from Joe, and that is, at your stage in your dodgeball career, which team would you rather play on? A team full of old but wise veterans or a team of players your own age? Why do you think that type of team would benefit you in the future? 
Um, I've, I guess when I started, I sort of, nobody was my age. Like, I played with Dave Benedetto. One of the grand sages. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, so I, I think the more and more I'm playing, like, I just, I want to not only, like, just play with players my own age, but just because, like, I feel like I can, because I started so young, but which, I guess, um, so, but it's like, I feel like you can build something out of that. Like, maybe you could change the game. Maybe you change the style because, you know, like, rather than, like, going into somewhere and be like, this is how we play because this is how dodgeball's been, like, why not be the team that changes it? Right. Like, basketball is a certain way, and then the Warriors come along, and, like, basketball's changed. Or, like, certain things, like, just certain teams and certain situations have just changed the game. Like, so, maybe that can happen with some new new blood. Well, it's like, um, it's kind of like the reverse, right? Like, you, you, when you first got into competitive dodgeball, I mean, this was like the NDL, you were playing with some of the wiser veterans, I would imagine. Yep. But it's like the, um, the com- competition has now caught up with the experience, if that makes sense. So, like, you do have young people like... Um, uh, who's that kid again? Elijah Hashimoto that are yep. freaking 16 years old, but they're getting it. Like they're getting the strategy. They're picking up on the, the competition already. So, um, you know, it may not be enough to be an old, but wise veteran. Um, Cause now I have to contend with a 16 year old that might actually understand the game as much as you do. So yep. kind of a scary thought, but a cool one, um, especially since we can have a lot of future talk on the state of the game um, a couple of years from now. But um all right, so I did get a, a couple anonymous questions, and I, I did kind of sneak some of those in previously, but um, this was was like another two-parter, and this was, um, my question is, why have you switched so many teams? Most of the top players seem to stay on one team and have that consistency. Ah. Defend yourself. Yes. Um, a lot of it has been circumstantial. Uh, some of it not by choice. Uh, some of it, some of it by choice. There's also been location changes uh, and wanting to be able to practice with people. Um, so it's I, I wouldn't say necessarily it's like a a like I'm just trying to find the best team type thing. I, I think it's just the best situation. Um, because for the most part, I've stayed on the same teams in Elite. So I'm assuming this is for a UDC question. Uh, the the year that I didn't play on German Meet, um, I couldn't attend the qualifier, and I knew I wouldn't be able to. Um, and we had just talked about, with I had talked to them before about, you know, maybe playing with them, things like that. That happened. Um, then some situational things happened with shooters as a whole. Uh, so then I just, you know, I try to find another team. So uh, it's, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not one to just ditch people, drop people, like, um, unless, you know, as a team, but it's, uh, it's mostly all situational. Yeah, and I, I can kind of back you up on that one because um, I can definitely see like 
from an outside perspective, it can look like you're just trying to hop on any team. But at the same time, you'd be like, well, he just loves dodgeball, so he's going to play wherever and with whomever because it's, it's freaking dodgeball. He loves it. But uh, I remember um, when we were trying to pull you from Riot, talking to you to join us in Arizona because you're moving down. As you said, it's a lot of it has to do with like location. A lot of that pull yeah. was because you can actually practice with us. Um, but you were torn. Like you, you were... If it was weird because I I remember having um, I don't want to say more respect for you that it sounds like I didn't have any at all, but I respected you for the fact that you were just so loyal to to Mark and and Riot that you had a really hard time leaving. So I know that you're not pulling like a you know like LeBron James you're just going to leave to play on a better team because you feel like that's your best shot. Like you do have a lot of loyalty to you, so I'll back you up on that one. Yeah, but and, and that's like the just just because like the the funny thing was because a lot of this comes stems from UDC. Like I started like people do like hashtag my UDC journey, and so I was doing hashtag my KD journey, uh, because Kevin Durant essentially went to the best team just to try to win. Right. So I just like I've kind of played on with that, but just, just having fun like, with it. That's yeah, but I mean like for for Sky Zone and for uh you know most of those times you play with that team once a year and you're just trying to win the most money yeah so. and then you kind of qualified that earlier with with the fact that if it wasn't for the money UDC wouldn't even be that much of a deal for you whereas um you know elites where it's at and, and whatnot so yeah i mean at least where my heart's at and loyalty and teams and you know UDC is a as a lot of people call it a business trip <laughs> nice makes sense um and the following question was, do you think your style of play makes you a tough player to play with? And I think I can reword that as in, do you, do you feel like people have a hard time adjusting around you or? The, uh, in very few occasions, I have seen it be an issue. Um, but I, I think most of the teams I've played on is that like there, there has been that, uh, you know, just, just going into it, like, there's that knowledge that I am the player I am or that, you know, this will happen, this is how I play. Like, I'm going to get gunned down the second I don't have a ball, things like that. Like, so a lot of times, you know, there's that, if, if the team buys into it, cool. Um, but I wouldn't, necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that it makes me a hard player to play with. It's just, it's just adapting to players you play with. Gotcha. Like, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, comp I'm not comparing myself to him, but like, you, like, like you, LeBron, who you play differently with than any other player in the NBA. Just, you know, just situationally, that's what he does. Like, there's, you know, like Steph Curry, he's gonna shoot a shot from wherever. It doesn't matter where it is, but you're not gonna get mad at him. Like, there's certain players who, you know, they have a game, they play it. And I'm not comparing myself to either of them because that's, that's gonna. That's all. <laughs> gonna take that the wrong like, way. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna get taken the wrong way. Um, but just like there's, and that's I mean that's all sports. And if like any team you're on, any sport you're on, there's a you know there's players, there's teams, and then you people play around players. So I don't think it necessarily makes it harder for teams. I just think it's different for certain teams in certain situations. Just changes the day, the dynamic, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it, it changes, change and bit. I've, and like, I'm going to use this quote just because I have heard this from other people. Uh, like, if I'm on the court, it changes the game. It, it 
it changes the court, like it changes dodgeball. Like it's not that game that you played against the other team. Like it's a different game. So to to say that, like I that it doesn't, it's not different when I'm playing. Will really, you know, I don't think that'd be accurate. For sure, if that makes sense. It does, and I and I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'm sure many teams look at you on the court and be like, okay, we'll take care of catching first, and then we'll worry about the other five guys. Um, it's like you're essentially playing against two teams, so. Uh, it definitely does change it, but I don't think it makes you difficult to play with. Um, if, if you are a true competitor, you can you can evolve and adapt around anybody, or you should be able to. Yep. Um, so now we'll get into the what I would consider the heavy hitting questions, but some of these were already pretty solid. Um, what are you most looking forward to um, for the rest of the year? Um, I considering I just made the USA team. I would for sure say that it's yeah. really cool to see all the uh, all the international players and all the people I get to see very few times a year. Um, and just getting to play on that stage again is something that you know I did it before, and that's I've wanted to do it ever since. There's something different about it, and it so and definitely when's, that. When's it going to happen? Uh, in October. I don't very forget the exact dates, but it's I believe october 10th through the 14th something like that oh wow so that's um i think i don't know but i think it's that like wednesday through sunday type deal nice so pretty much uh almost right after nobody nobody quote me on that and if i spilled something nobody get mad at me thank you yeah no i meant like i I probably should just ask like what (laughs) month because like for some reason (laughs) i thought it was like happening next year but then i was like no it happens every year um but Cool. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, today's a good day to kind of ask that question, I guess. But uh, this is also written uh, about a month ago. So um, <laughs> kind of talked about it earlier, um, but I do want to ask again, and maybe just to kind of reiterate, what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? Um, uh, so I have two. My favorite dodgeball memory is probably the first time I showed off to Courtney my dodgeball <laughs> skills Aww. and everything from there. Uh, it, yeah, we've been together pretty much since then. Um, so is that what won, won her over? That's yeah, yeah. She <laughs> she won it. She won admit it, but it was the, it was the dodgeball skills. Um, and uh, but now I mean, probably it's it's hard to beat winning a gold medal for sure. Um. Let's talk about this showing off for Courtney, though. You gotta, you gotta walk me through that. I, no, Set I would just, stage. you know, I, I would just try to like do crazy catches or you know crazy flip throws, things like that, like things that just, you know, just whatever I could do. I'd be like, watch this. I'm gonna catch this. How would, would so would she watch you play then, or? Yeah, Courtney. Courtney has been watching me play dodgeball for five and a half years. <laughs> I mean, like, did you actually get somebody to come watch you play dodgeball, or was she we, already there? We went, we went on a double date to this place, and uh, they, she, they pretty much watched me and my other buddy play dodgeball. That was our double date, and that's where the showing up began. <laughs> that's where, yeah. Nice. But I, I, to be honest, she's a big part of why I'm into dodgeball as well, uh, because she has always uh, just same thing supported me but she's always been like 
go do more. Like, you know, like, like when I was starting, she was like, you're good. Go play. Like, go f- find that competitive place. Like, she always she always pushes me to be better as a person and as a dodgeball player. So big shout out to Courtney. Awesome. Very cool. Um, one of my newest favorite questions came from you, actually. Um, and again, probably touched up on it already, but just want to ask anyway. Um, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball, and what keeps you, uh, what keeps pushing you to play to get better? Um, talked about like the competitive dodgeball aspect in you, but what do you want to achieve overall? Like when all is said and done, you know, and, and heaven forbid you're, you're retired, what, what does that look like for you? Um, I wanna, I wanna be the very best, like like no one ever was. To catch to them ca- all. To catch everybody is my real task. To hit them is my cause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I just, you know, I, I really just want to, like, I want to say, I feel like somebody's said this in a movie or sometime, but, you know, like, I want to I wanna say I played the game and I played it well. I feel like that's a quote from a baseball movie. I swear it is. Yeah, but it's got to be, like, for the love of the game or something. It has to, yeah. I, I, I want them to make a for, for the love of the game movie about dodgeball, and, and it'll be me. And I, I one day hope to coach a dodgeball team. I want it to get to that stage where everybody is coaches, every team is coaches, and I want to coach a team. Nice. So you want to leave behind? I yeah. I want to see. You want to train people. Yep. I want to get. Yeah. I want to. I want to bring as many people to the competitive side as I can because I feel like we can. I feel like we can bring social players in all the time, but it's getting people to that next stage, and I want to. I want to bring as many people in as I can. That's awesome. I'm trying to look up that quote. Um, Hopefully, somebody posted on the thread somewhere. Some movie buff that that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome though. So basically, you want people to say that you played the game, you played it well. Yeah. Nice. Um. Well, I think that's all I got, man. That's all. That's all the crowdsource questions. Surprised we made it through all of them. Got my questions in. I um. I can't really think of much else. I mean, covered a lot, so let me um let me think of one more though. And and that is um do you have like a favorite tournament? Um so let's, let's take out um like the competitive aspect. Is there like a tournament that you just have a lot of fun in? Um you go to a lot of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Sin City is a blast, but I think this is probably the most fun turn. This this tournament was hilarious. Um, it was with I, it was me, Dylan, Isidro, Randy, Rachel, Sam. I want to say Joseph. I forget who else was on the team. But it, and this was a charity tournament, so we went in fully, fully like we're gonna just mess around type thing. Um, and we all played in Hawaiian shirts. Because that was my dream, um, and we held a pineapple the whole time. We were essentially the Jimmy Buffett team, and somebody had to play with the pineapple all game. It could not drop the pineapple, could not put it down, and just the most ridiculous stuff was happening. So if somebody got out, somebody had to go get the pineapple and keep playing with the pineapple. Like it, we were, we were all praying to the pineapple gods at one point. Like it was, <laughs> like that was just genuinely, genuinely a fun tournament. That's awesome. Um, and then probably. Um, just yeah, and Sin City is always a blast. That's just a 
that tournament's fun. Um, and then the other one, this was more so for the after party than the actual tournament, was uh, Rest in Peace, the, the Detroit Cup. That that hotel party afterwards was always wild. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, no, those are those are just good, good fun ones. Gotcha. Yeah, Sin City's always a blast. I remember um, I was just like kind of replaying most of my experiences with you. And I remember like seeing Sin City this year and you're just like wearing a, what the hell were you wearing? Like, like, a, like a deer elk suit or something? I was oh, like, the, yeah, the moose on the loose. Yeah, I was like, oh, of course, why not? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think it just, I think it just like broke down laughing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, he's going to be murdering people in that suit. Um, moose on the loose, what, why? Just... um. That was a present uh, from from Corey Fajerski, and I told him I would wear it, and nice. uh, and so I I showed up like to the hotel in it. I wore it around the hotel, and I ended up playing in it. So uh, I I've, I've I've still to this day I'm still washing it, trying to get the sweat smell out of it. But well, I'm sure you can probably <laughs> keep it at this point. <laughs> yeah, so um, but no, it was it, that was I told him I would, and it was funny. All right, so if I were to buy you a costume, would you wear it? Uh, absolutely. Noted. I already have a few in mind. Nothing, oh, nothing, nothing crazy, boy. just but yeah. Yeah, I played in. I played in uh, another fun one. Uh, is no surprise, Jake's involved. Um, is uh, the the Halloween tournament? Uh, the we the WeHo Halloween tournament because our team uh, we've had a consistent team the past couple of years but we everybody dresses up and everybody's like fully in character. So last year I was uh, we we did Nightmare Before Christmas, um, and Pine was an Easter Bunny, and I was Jack Skellington. Nice. And I would randomly run around like trying to protect people and 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 I would you know like you know kind of how he just like he's just like how he walks. I would do that around the court. Like, just, like, very bionic, like, all, step. All gangly and weird looking. Yeah. So I would try to do that. That that one's fun. Nice. Um, actually, I, I did, and I, I don't want to end this on a serious note, but I did think of a question. And that is, um, what advice would you give to somebody who understands dodgeball, sees the competition, wants to get better, but feels discouraged or feels like they, they can't compete, what would you say to them? Um, biggest thing, uh, just there, there comes like a, a, the hardest thing in dodgeball is finding ways to push yourself. I think uh, a lot of people you think that like, you know, there's no teams around, like I'm not on a good team. Like I don't know how to get to the next spot. Um, the more you play and the more you improve your game, like, it's it the more you can people people will notice because people notice and the more that and i think that's another big thing is the more people record the more people stream the more people show videos the more people will see like these players and i'm going to go back to this hashimoto kid because i had no idea who he was before the the qualifier and wasn't wasn't you know i just hadn't gone to the south minus a couple of the players i know that moved down there I didn't know many of the South players and I saw somebody commenting on it and said, this kid's going to surprise people. And I don't know if it's the West in me or whatever, the best coast nonsense. Like I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> now this, this kid is the real deal. And so like 
there, and I think this is just going to be with with the way that everything's becoming a part of USA Dodgeball and the way everything's growing. Like, don't get discouraged because you will get noticed. Because, like, I, you know, I was that player once at, like, my first NDL. I was, you know, I, there was times I was going through, I was like, nobody will notice me. Nobody will, nobody knows, like, that I'm good. Like, I, something's not right. Like, I just feel, you'll find your game and people will, people will appreciate you for your game. And people will, people will notice the effort you put in. For sure. You didn't just uh, appear on the court as the Andrew Ketchum that we all know today. It took work, it took time, it took practice, tenacity, it took showing up. I play, I used to play four or five times a week, whether it was at leagues or not leagues, for a long time. Um, and I would also play on my own, and I would also throw on my own. I put a, yeah, like, I, and it's, some people, like, like, my point five throw, some people have said, like, yeah, oh, like, you just have a big hand, like, whatever, like, that's how you can grip it and throw it. Uh, let me remind you, <laughs> I, I used to be able to throw hard, but could not put it where, like, I couldn't aim, period, for a, a, quite a while. I even, like, I even, like, looking back at, like, when we were on Rampage, um, I wouldn't be the first thrower, you know? Like, it took, it took a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, and that's something I think, uh, I'm hoping, anyway, that more and more people realize uh, dodgeball is a competitive sport, and the only way to get good at competitive sports is to freaking practice. Um, you can't just show up and, and be phenomenal on day one, and if you are, you're going to get humbled pretty soon, uh, just because it's just the nature of the game, so... Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, I mean, it's easy. I can talk dodgeball with you for, for hours. Uh, got a little bit of history. I, that we can, I would willingly um, do it as well. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, we just have that history so we can easily do it. So probably see you on here again at some point, especially to help, uh, cover events. But thanks man for, for finally connecting with me and spending your lovely Monday evening talking dodgeball. And uh, I just look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Sorry. It took me a while, but glad I'm here. Worth the wait. A few years ago, uh, one Sunday uh, during Phoenix Dodgeball Competitive League, I was uh, talking with Brett, um, and we were watching uh, Chris Bell throwing what was probably a series of 65, uh, 65 plus mile power balls just being thrown against the wall, constantly making those very scary thuds. And I made a comment about how far dodgeball has come to be able to produce and develop a player of that caliber and Brett said something to the tune of there will be a day when that's the norm that being Chris Bell and I'm, I'm not picking on on Chris um, it was just uh, a, a weird kind of um, prelude where we're kind of foreshadowing the appearance of somebody like Andrew um, and w what I would dare say is um, not only not just Andrew, but the competitive players that have been entering the fold since 2014 when Elite found its momentum and continued to grow and evolve into what it is today. And it's it's just incredible. Um, I really thought what kind of monster would have to come uh, to surpass that level of play. And um, it, it's just awesome watching this uh, unfold. And I really hope that this episode kind of deconstructed that 
um, I hope that it kind of showed um, Ketchum in a, in a new light as somebody other than someone who just racks up a pretty high headshot count and just shows what can happen when you persist at something you love. Um, again, it, it's just it's just awesome to see the the evolution of players, of teams, and the sport in general from my uh, longevity with, with the game itself. Um, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this, uh, this particular episode. Um, I'm super appreciative of all the questions that you submitted and uh, for your patience because uh, something like this, I just could not rush. And so I wanted to make sure that we had plenty of time to to get involved and, and, and get into the uh, the good old dodgeball chat and mindset. But um, obviously I'm a little tired now, so I'll just leave it at that. And uh, that being said, you know, everybody have a great Friday evening. Thank you so much for your support of the podcast up until this point. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, I know I best sign off, but you know what? I'm just going to send it.